Welcome back, team, to another episode of Beautiful Dust Specs, a podcast designed to teach you that the ordinary is truly extraordinary. I'm your host, Alex Hofeld. You bring the curiosity. I'll bring the science. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back, team, to another episode of Beautiful Dust Specs. I'm your host, Alex Hofelt, and this show is designed to spark some curiosity. I'm going to do my best every single week to come out here and give you guys a new perception, a new perspective on something. I want to teach you and show you and have you feel that the ordinary around us is just layers upon layers of extraordinary. Any tiny thing, anything we peel back to reveal what's inside is going to immerse us in a new curious wonder of all things. And that's what this comes down to. My tenant, my thing I'm going after, life for me is is about science. Science motivates me. Science inspires me. It fills me with passion and joy to lead a happier, healthier life because when you understand that you are a teeny tiny walking, talking, thinking, feeling thing rolling around on this rock, orbiting around a sun and part of one galaxy all made of the same awesome epic star debris, it makes life feel pretty special and it makes tiny little moments seem extraordinary when we really pull it pull it on. So enjoy it. Sit back, relax, and enjoy a ride here. We're going to be talking about gold and kilo novas and all kinds of things and we'll kind of talk about from my all long-time listeners, my engagement. So that's exciting. But before we get going here, I want to talk to you about a company I've recently come in contact with. It's called Studio. They're a Swedish company. They're really a lifestyle brand with a mission. Their mission is to create headphone line that is both beautiful to look at and also really comfortable to wear, but above all, stunning to listen to because that's really the main objective of a headphone. So we are able to use them. I've been I've been rocking them, trying them out. They're wireless. They're Bluetooth. They're comfortable. They're great to have around. They're wonderful to listen to podcasts to, music, jam out, whatever. And right now, as the holidays are rolling around here, Black Friday, you know, all, all, all things materialism that are wonderful for us, you can actually use the promo code DUSTSPECS15, and that'll get you 15% off your first order for the holidays. So that's Studio Headphones. They're awesome. Check them out. Use the promo code DUSTSPECS15 and roll on. Enjoy the, lo- enjoy the sounds, really. Okay, so back to my show here. That's my first promo. Hopefully I did okay on it here. Uh, the show today, I want to talk to us about a unique little concept that took place in my life. A concept. I don't know. That's a stupid adjective to use for it. I recently got engaged. And a lot of times people ask me, how do I come up with ideas for these shows, for the episodes? We're probably in the mid-50s here for episodes. And a lot of times it's just whatever's going down in the week. I look for a spin. And my brain kind of naturally does it. So... I am recently engaged to Stephanie, my longtime girlfriend here. So I gave her a ring, the ring made of rose gold and diamonds. And to the geek in me, it's kind of funny to think about because I always, think, I always kind of laugh at diamonds because it's just carbon, one of the most abundant elements in the universe, one of the most abundant elements on the planet. But, you know, good old De Beers company has a monopoly on it. So we have to spend a fortune on them. But let's not sit in the mire with that. Let's actually talk more about the gold, the gold in the ring. It's a precious metal. Why is it precious? It's precious because it takes a lot of events to go down in space for them to be there and in order for the gold to exist and I hope you know this stuff and if you're a longtime listener here and you've listened to a couple of my episodes I talk about this like every single time Carl Sagan once said we're all made of star stuff and that's what these things do and that, that's that's what we are and that's where the name of the show comes from that in a Calvin and Hobbes act, uh, cartoon one time but everything around us is stories you're standing on a rock that is a collection of time a collection of matter and energy that has changed adapt morphed and really gone on an incredible journey for the last 13.7 
7 billion years. Our, un our Earth, our tiny, our little planet here is made of the periodic table. All the elements that exist on the periodic table are all found here on this planet because of stellar death, stellar debris, stellar events that have taken place millennia away. And that's the wonder of it all. You know, we talked about this. There's episodes you can go back and look at that talk about thermonuclear fusion, but it's pretty straightforward. It's when gravity can take, can take matter, can take these massive nebular clouds and compress the hydrogen close enough together just simply using the gas laws and gravity. As we decrease the volume, we're going to rapidly increase the pressure. A lot of that is because the particles are going so fast. Finally, when we reach 10 million degrees K, the hydrogen will be whipping and buzzing around at such a degree and there will be so much matter contained within it that the atoms are actually going to collide and go past the what's called Coulomb's barrier, this tiny where the negative electrons will no longer like repels like. They'll actually smush through and the nuclei will fuse and this will spark a chain reaction that will ignite a star. That's what a star is. A star is not a big ball of gas. It's actually a ball of plasma. So you ever want to big league somebody at a party and they're talking about, you know, ball, stars being made of made of gas, you can be like, well, actually, they're made of plasma. You're also would are probably hanging out at a party that I'd like to be a part of if you guys are sitting there talking about, you know, stellar, stellar debris and stuff like that. My most parties I'm privy to do not talk about those topics, but every once in a while we get going in one. So these stars that are made of these huge, these huge gas balls, these huge plasma balls, are out there doing their thing, and they're compressing the elements, converting them into heavier and heavier elements. Hydrogen to helium, helium to carbon, to nitrogen to oxygen. In the really big ones, it continues onwards. Like, for example, our sun is only going to be able to get up to carbon. Once it gets to carbon, it's not going to have enough mass to be able to compress it down, to compress, the, to ignite the matter that is carbon. And what will be left behind is, you know, it'll, it'll be left as, a, in essence, a huge diamond. So the ring on Stephanie's finger is a diamond diamond and if you see a white dwarf out there in space it'd be diamonds upon diamonds massive diamonds this bit way bigger than our planet and they'd be incredibly dense and that's what a diamond is it's hyper compacted carbon you know and that's a pretty cool thing when you think of it that way the elements that have that the diamond itself on the ring has taken forever it's taken you know millions maybe billions of years to be compressed to go through the rock cycle over time so that's just an example of that however the diamond's pretty cool and it's gone through you know the three 3.4.5 billion years of earth here to be compressed into what the diamond is, but the gold in the ring is actually in a much more gnarly fashion here, and that's what I kind of want to talk about. So if any of you guys are following along and you guys know the basic tenets of uh, stellar life and such, the end result of a stellar, of a, of, of a really, really big star dying is going to be a supernova. Most people have heard that word, and we know what it is. The supernova is the events that have taken place in space when a star, in essence, explodes. It's actually an implosion that bounces off the inner core of iron that cannot be compressed and then expands outwards in incredible power like if we were within i think it's like ten thousand light years it would have enough it would release enough energy to obliterate our planet or at least wipe out our atmosphere luckily we're not within the kill zone of any stars that have enough mass to go supernova because we know that because it's just how much mass you have if you, you have to be upwards of eight solar masses to have the probability of going supernova which is actually pretty rare stars like our sun are much more common in the one to four solar mass range than the stars in the bigger ones probably dealing with entropy and time, which we'll get to in another episode some other day. But there are now talking about these events that are incredibly exponentially bigger, a thousand times bigger than a supernova called a kilonova. And it's hard to make this in a linear, you know, 20-minute podcast. This is something I teach for weeks and weeks in my class. I teach astronomy at a high school. And when we talk about these things, the stellar cycles is my favorite unit to teach them. So when you get a star that's incredibly big and it goes on this, and remember, as I'm talking about this, as I'm talking about these stars, I'm in essence 
talking about the atoms that are found in Steph's ring and the journey that these things had to go through. All the random occurrences of events that would have to take place here to create, you know, to seed the Orion Nebula with the stuff that is gold and diamonds and other things that are going to later on, you know, however many years later, billions upon billions of years later and 34 years of my life later, turn into Stephanie's ring. So that's kind of what I'm going with here. It's just like a, it's a nerdy little way to think about and it, to me, talking myself into making that, that ring incredibly more special than it really is. Shouldn't have said talking myself into. I know it's a special ring, but I like looking at the science side of it. It makes it feel more special to me. So back to the big stars. A really big star is going to have multiple, it kind of has two different outs here. As these stars rip through all these elements, they're going to get up to the heaviest element that can be forged inside the crucibles of stars through thermonuclear fusion, and that's iron. Heavy metal of iron. All the iron everywhere in your entire existence you can fathom in the universe, on Earth, in your blood, in your in your in your chairs, in your foundation, your house, any of the heavy metals, primarily iron, forged and created inside the cores of stars. Really, all of it is forged inside the cores of stars because the the, the original Legos, the littler ones, are later going to be compressed into bigger ones through the events of supernovas. I know it's hard. It's always hard to take something that's circular and turn it into a linear fashion for my stupid brain. So the stars that are huge are upwards of like 30 solar masses or so. Some of them are going to end in, end in a black hole, really. The, the, the gravity is going to be so big, the core is going to be so dense at the end of it, that when it loses its stellar cycle, that gravity will compress that remaining iron to such a density that the gravity will be so immense that space and time will just flip inwards on itself and kind of like fall into itself repeatedly and it turns into a black hole. I mean, we know these things. You've seen Interstellar. I'm not going to talk about that in this episode where it's a black hole because it's a hole in space that light falls into and it's black. I always picture like all these guys, you know, describing the names of these things. When we get into big, bad astronomy, the names lose like their beautiful chemistry, physical Latin names, and it just gets very descriptive. So it's like two guys sitting there like, man, there's like this like hole in space, right? Like, oh, really? Like, is it big? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's super. It's like, is it massive? Yeah, it's like super massive. So it's a, so it's like a black hole. Yeah, it's black. Like there's no light. So it's just like this black hole. So it's a super massive black hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, should we just name it that? Yeah, right on. Because, you know, at the center of every galaxy, there is a super massive black hole. Anyways, hopefully that made you laugh. If not, I made myself laugh. Kids kind of like that joke. Usually lands about 50-50. But it's just funny to think that this has this very, very basic name. So anyways... That's a black hole. The cooler ones we're going to talk about now, I don't know about cooler, but what happens also is that iron core can get so tightly packed that it starts to actually spin and compress. And what it gets so compressed down and compacted down that the electrons and the atom, the, the, the elect, I'm sorry, the neutron, protons and neutrons, the nuclei, get so tightly compacted that they're literally on top of one another. So this turns into something that's incredibly dense called a neutron star. A neutron star can weigh upwards of, I mean, countless, inconceivable, like, you know, mass and density and weight, if you think of it that way. So a star that's upwards of eight, greater than eight solar masses, if that thing turns into a neutron star and I scoop out a teaspoon of it, that teaspoon is going to weigh roughly 100, 100 million tons. I'm sorry, 1 million tons. No, 1 billion tons. Sorry, I'm having trouble with my zeros here. Bad handwriting. So 1 billion tons here. I've read that if you had a teaspoon or like a BB of a neutron star on Earth and you dropped it, its mass and density would accelerate so rapidly and it'd be so heavy and so much power going down that it would just cut through the planet. I never know if those facts are real. I learn about and read about a lot of things. and But it's just, it's just incredible to think of its incredible density. So 
as we get going here, the bigger stuff is, the bigger you collide things together, the more power this thing goes on to play. So for years and years, I had learned, and when I first started teaching astronomy, I always forgot that when I was in chemistry, I always wondered and marveled at where did the periodic table come from. And my teacher, for some reason, never told me this. My dad was a chemistry teacher, and he never told me this, that everything on the periodic table came from star debris. And just, if you haven't done so already, take a second to think of that. Look around, you know, close your eyes, go inward, and just feel everything that is or ever was or ever will be you and this and your life, it's all made of star stuff. From the trees to the fungus to the plants to the protists to the innate to the organic to the inorganic, all of it is somehow, shape, or form created in the crucibles of stars. The only elements we're not are the hydrogen and helium and a little bit of lithium. That came out of the Big Bang itself. But from there, it's gone on a journey. So as we get going here, you know, if we can only get up to iron, that's only like half the periodic table. It takes supernova. It takes these incredible, powerful events to collide, compress, and condense the bigger elements in the chaos that is the supernova to create the rest of it. However, I have recently learned, after teaching this for nine years to kids, is that the biggest, heaviest elements, the rarest metals of it, don't actually come from supernova. They come from these theoretical events called kilonovas. And this is the biggest the biggest reason and why it's so cool and how the universe just gives, I give her the ring right when this comes out and my brain's allowed to geek out on it. They have now used the new, used LIGO. LIGO is the Laser Guided, infra, guided uh, Observatory. It's what discovered gravity waves last year. Now they've detected gravity waves from this event. And the coolest thing about it is they were able to actually find the gravity waves and get online and get all these other telescopes up and running. To fast forward, they not only proved that the neutron stars merge and that the gravity waves are existing again and measured again to validate their experiment, they also were able to pinpoint the exact location and get a visual image of the kilonova explosion. So I'm using the word kilonova, sorry, without it describing it. When two neutron stars collide, it, it creates an event in space that's way bigger than a supernova, literally a thousand times bigger than a supernova called a kilonova. This, this would be the most powerful event you could ever possibly imagine. They think these, these, these kilonovas or even what they call hypernovas, these things would only take place like one in every hundred million years, you know, or one million years. Very, very hard, rare event to see because a million years played out in a species that's only been modern looking at the sun for you know the sky for hundreds of years through the scientific revolution it would take you know pretty random occurrences for this stuff to go down so for years for like 60 years they theorized about this event taking place and we've now proven it again when technology progresses we progress our knowledge we progress our mind we progress our understanding of the universe around us so this theoretical kilonovas now are proven to have taken place and now we think this is what has given us the gold this is where the heaviest elements have come from the golds the platinums the uranium so we, I give Stephanie a little ring. I place it on her finger. Those, those, those particles have been on a journey. We think this kilonova, this singular event, could have actually created upwards of 20,000 Earth masses of gold. What? 20,000 Earth masses. It's like 100 trillion ocean liners that would be filled up with gold from this singular event. And although there, that seems like it'd be so much, and you're like, man, that, that, you know, why is gold so rare then? It's because Earth is, space is huge. Space is incredibly big. You think of the nighttime sky and you think of a pinpoint of light. This is like one of those pinpoints getting really bright, and that little pinpoint creating the 20,000 solar earth masses that again only takes place in one in a, a million years so yes it's incredibly rare but now we can go inward and look at all those events that it had to take in place this is in essence two stars that went through this incredibly rare journey of themselves their entire million billion years of thermonuclear fusion 
ending their process in a in supernovas, both going supernova at a time. And over a long eons of time, they were close enough together that their gravity wells were intertwined and were able to slowly be pulled together, coming together, together, together over eons and eons and eons, billions of years, millions of years. There's no way of knowing that. And then finally, gravity compresses them together, gets them close enough where they actually collide down and smoosh. And if you can think of like, take two tiny cars and ramming them together versus two semis, the more mass that has behind the collision, the more force there's going to be. And in this chaos is enough power, these thousand time bigger events called kilonovas, enough power to merge random nuclei together to get upwards to the AU, you know, because gold is the 79th unit, the 79th element on the periodic table, meaning it has, you know, 79 protons and neutrons. It's an incredibly, incredibly big, 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 big element. I know that's right. Now it's just 79's atomic mass. Darn it. I should know my, I should know that more. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little rusty on my chemistry. So I'm mainly a biology teacher. You know how it goes. So these things are just, they're, they're wicked. And when these neutron stars, they, they have this, and it, like, they can take place, this could actually outshine the entire galaxy. If you saw this event, and they have pictures of this, you can actually look up, of ma major supernovas taking place in the outskirts of a, of a, of a distant galaxy. And for, for, for whiles here, for a good amount of time, that supernova will shine brighter than the entire galactic core. And those cores are billions upon billions of stars. So these events are epic. They're incredibly huge, bigger than we could ever possibly possibly imagine. And now we sit here, we're sitting on this planet, on this globe, going around, and we've collected some of it, we compressed it, and we were able to put it into a ring and give that ring to someone to personify my love. Not only that, not only is it this, you know, this image of something, this little tiny totem that personifies that I'm going to be in love with this girl forever, which I will. Stephanie, I love you. You're the best. It also shows, you know, and then you can go deeper into it. You know, not only that, it's like it's a symbol of the intertwining of our two atomic elements. And now you can look at this. Even the most basic understanding of this can teach us and show us that all of the things, everything, have been on incredible journeys. Every single atom in your body, I am made up of countless, countless atoms, more than I could ever possibly imagine. I am made up of 100 trillion cells made of, you know, countless atoms. So the complexity that is me is immense. And not only that, the complexity that is me and is within in me and in us, you know, is also, it, it's been here for so long. The atoms, the chemicals really, the atoms that make up the chemicals of my brain, the oxytocin, the norepinephrine, the dopamine, this chemical serotonin, this chemical, you know, soup that is what we personify as love, which I've done an episode on that in the past, talking about the chemical concoctions that make up this thing that we call love. Not only do we have the chemical debris, the stellar debris inside my brain that creates neurotransmitters that allows me to fall in love, just the sheer immense improbability that I have bumped into my soulmate, bumped into somebody that is totally intertwined as me these two weird geeks that can geek out on the most intense things and go deep or go simple or you can make fart jokes or just laugh and cry together you know and it's awesome we both have been on our stories the 34 years and the 30 years of hers on this amazing little journey going in every direction somehow leading together is awesome the ring on her finger has been forged in the crucibles of countless hypernovas random incredibly rare events and then have been made and flung throughout the cosmos to some how complete and condense and compress down into the Orion Nebula and fall into a little pocket of that nebula as it starts to spin and compress and condense. The spinning and compressing, the start of the stellar stellar cycle was actually caused by shockwaves from countless other stellar debris. All of these occurring, these events, these sequential orders of events over 13.7 billion years led to the creation of Earth, the Sun, me, Steph, the ring, us, and our love. And when you look at it that way, when you sit 
onto that and know and can really dive into anything that you had that they hear the, the headphones in your buddy really the sound the technology that is permeating in through your iPod into your ears that is now changing the fundamental gray matter of your mind through neuroplasticity has all been on these journeys and so this ring to me is like a symbol of my love it's also a symbol of my understanding of it and understanding I've given her this special ring that cost a pretty good chunk of money for a cheap guy like me I've given her this ring to symbol symbolize my love and also symbolize how much I know how special she is. I would not give something made of stellar rare debris that costs thousands of dollars to just anyone. I'm going to give it to the person that I love that has changed my life forever, that will continue to change my life forever, to challenge me, to make me feel, touch, think, and be all kinds of craziness because she's a wild, wildly cool lady. And that's what it's all about. So that's what we do here. You know, that's where I want you to think. So take something that's innate today. Take something that's incredibly just common to you or take your favorite thing and try and envision the amount of chaotic occurrences that have taken place. Everything around us is from death and death and life, man. The cycles of everything, this constant circular notion that is all of us around us. And that's what makes life so special. You know, that ring is special, but what's even more special is the creatures that have designed it, the creatures that have given it a meaning, the creatures that have thought, touched, and felt, and tried to explain through poetry, art, language, tears, and sadness, joy, and over overwhelm, you know, the, the immense human experience through the processes of love, it starts to become exponentially specialer. Specialer, that's not a right word. More special. So we are all special. You are special. I'm special. Everything here is special. This life is special. You're all beautiful. You're all dust specks. You're all beautiful dust specks, and I love you for it. I know it's been a while since I've talked to you guys, and if you made it to the end of the episode, and you get back on the train here. I've been going through some stuff and, you know, took a little hiatus from it. I have every intention of not letting this die. I'm sorry if you miss it, but if you're still around, shoot me an email and we'll chat. But anyways, guys, have a great week. I love you. Peace. All right, guys, so before you go, just once again, here to remind you that you can get a really good set of headphones from Studio, a Swedish company, a lifestyle brand, using the promo code DUSTSPECS15. They're Bluetooth, they're wireless, they sound wonderful, they're incredibly comfortable to wear. They have interchangeable plates. You can get over-the-ear headphones like I got. You could also get a wireless set that are earbuds. Both of them are great. They both work wonderful. They're both cool. So check them out. Use DUSTSPECS15, get 15% off, which is really good. Most of the time, it's only 10, so you can save a lot of money give a couple gifts you're really going to dig them and like always if you're digging this show uh rate and review it on itunes that always helps subscribe listen on google stitcher itunes you name it shoot me an email beautiful dustbecks at gmail.com alex holfeld at facebook there's even a beautiful dustbecks facebook page anything you know it always helps me to get some ideas what's landing with you guys what's making you feel happy what's making you feel sad you know whatevs if you haven't heard from me in a little while and you want to say hi hopefully i didn't lose all my some of my longtime listeners like mike and todd and others but it's great to hear you guys i miss you tom you're always a you're always a boss thanks for the thanks for the thanks for the music all right have a great week Bye.